Hi, my name is Dr. Patricia Morogami. Welcome to your next best self. I know you might be wondering, who's this Dr. Patricia Morogami? Well, I'm a leadership catalyst, a leadership coach, an educator on matters to do with life, leadership, love, and legacy. And I hope that as you start to listen in and practice some of the leadership insights we'll be sharing here, you'll begin to see your next best self. Welcome back to your next best self podcast with me, Dr. Patricia Morogami. We continue the incredible stories of unsung heroes, of leaders who are breaking through the crisis, and very specifically of women in business here in Kenya who are doing incredible things to reinvent and disrupt themselves. Today, I have the opportunity to introduce Deborah Faustin. Deborah is a young and vibrant creative who enjoys telling stories through her work. In fact, from a very young stage, when she was in primary school, she always had a creative streak. And through her schooling, she craved to share her creative ideas with people all around her. Soon after she finished high school, she went ahead into sales and marketing. And it's during this time that she learned to hone her skills and inspired her to start Deborah Faustine Agency Limited, also known as DFA. This company that she runs is a customer-based brand experience company for her various clients who cut across agribusiness, tourism, real estate, and technology. She's truly an innovator in the marketing space, and she continues to have been mentored through the Women in Business Mentorship Program that we both belong to of Safaricom. Amongst the things that are award and noteworthy, she's an innovator in the marketing arena, having set up and run Kenya's first ever karaoke championship. I know many of you like to play and sing karaoke, especially during this crisis. Now here you have someone who not only knows karaoke, but actually won an award for setting up that championship. In 2018, she joined the Women in Business and continues to grow. And what keeps her grounded is her creative space and building her branding experience to the next level. And in a few minutes, you'll hear a little bit more about what she's done to break through the crisis. So DFA is an experiential agency that aspires to create and give consumers experience of the brand through marketing, events, communication, and media production. In fact, I'm reminded of one of our women in business learning sessions, and uh, it was sponsored by Safaricom and ABSA. And Deborah bought this incredible I would say futuristic way of advertising the sponsors in what was a digital board. And little did we know that this year would turn into what it has become, all things digital. So you can see that Deborah continues to light that candle and that space of marketing and digital uh, creativity across the board. Deborah Faustin, welcome to this podcast. Thank you so much, Patricia. And I just want to start by asking you to tell us who you are in your own words. That is a question that I think is most the, most the hardest to define, but I will simply say I am a cheerful joy giver. I love sharing and I love to see people's life improve. So that is who I am in a nutshell. I'm just cheerful about everything and I'm happy about life. I think that's precisely where you're in the marketing and creativity space. 
And so, Deborah, when you look back at starting DFA, what made you start that business and this agency? Um, I can say for sure that the thing that pushed me into business the most was the need for money. Um, I was uh, quite young. Um, I didn't have um, university papers, so I used to do a lot of job applications and, you know, I, I never, nobody quite, you know, I got a lot of regrets. And I thought, okay, I'm I'm really good in marketing. Why don't I start packaging myself as a marketer? So that is uh, what actually inspired me to start out, um, the circumstances that I was going through. And um, I remember my first job actually came from LinkedIn. Uh, somebody wanted a marketer and I said, I am a marketer. And I engaged and I was like, wait, okay, so actually I can do this as a company. Um, I registered my business and then from there it was all systems go. I like your honesty because many times when people are young, they start their businesses looking for money. And because of that, sometimes they don't morph and they don't grow to become even more. So I appreciate your honesty. And then the power of digital media that in LinkedIn came your first solution um, opportunity because the work you're doing is providing a solution to your clients. So fast forward into 2020 and we go into this global pandemic crisis. What has this crisis meant to you and your business personally and professionally? Okay, thank you for that question. Um, Personally, I felt invincible. (laughs) I felt like um, this can't touch me. It can't happen. It's it's not going to happen. 2020 is my year. Uh, 2020 is the year I wanted to um, grow and really, really just expand myself and and stretch myself. So I felt like it wouldn't really happen. So when it actually did, I froze. I remember freezing, thinking, wow. So now the cases um, reported reported in this country, how am I going to move around? How how am I going to protect myself? Am I even empowered? What will happen? Um, I, I really... I, I, I can say I just froze and I froze for like, I think a month. I really was just observing trends. I'm trying to make my own um, opinions of uh, the crisis. Um, professionally, um, I would say even with my peers, uh, my fellow people, well, women in business and even other business partners, we were a bit confused. Everybody's just a bit confused because we really didn't know the way to go. Nobody did. But with time, um, it, we started to encourage each other. And um, I felt very encouraged and um, I took uh, the, the ball by the horns and I said, you know what, I'm a marketer. This is what I do. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to try um, doing packages that my clients feel like they need. People are very confused on how the conversations should be on digital media. Um, so we came up with a package for uh, um, you know something very affordable for customers to be able to talk to their clients. Um, we've had to customize it for different people, but it picked up so well because we're also trying to meet them at a point of empathy. Um, so the crisis has has uh, brought back, back the empathy in me, but also we carried it out very, very professionally. And um, I can say that uh, it probably wasn't a bad thing. It shows you that uh, life must go on. That's so powerful. And the fact that you saw an opportunity to actually communicate using empathy to customers who are also in a space where they're trying to figure out what's going on shows that you're truly in your passion space. And I know, Deborah, that you went ahead to even go into interior branding. Tell us a little bit about that because I know that you do photography, you do videos and uh, video coverage, which then translates into powerful branding stories. 
But during this time, perhaps that was really hampered and you chose to even reinvent yourself into the interior branding space. What lesson have you learned as you got into that reinvention? I can say for sure, <laughs> wow, um, for sure, for sure, um, the, the business of marketing traditionally has a lot of interaction, even when you meet with um, clients, even when you meet with um, consumers all over, from the points of activation to the points of video, there's a lot of human-to-human interaction. So it, it, that is one of the places where we felt like a, be, a very big freeze because nobody really wants to meet, nobody really knows, are they sure if they really want to advertise? I mean, what is their messaging going to look like? And then um, here we are in a space where as much as people are not using the offices anymore or people are working from home, people need comfortable spaces. People are starting to want them to look good. Um, and they're telling you this and they're like, um, I know you did um, petitioning for my office, but can you also, can I, I'm trying to make a corner in my house where I can focus on my work, where I can even focus on just getting away and uh, meditation. And I can be alone to achieve some of my work goals because for sure work is a very big part of our lives. As much as we, you know, we try to fight it, we do we do Mondays to Fridays, we work. So how how was I going to deliver to my clients? So um I started by, you know, doing a bit of paint jobs here and there. We could change the paint spaces, some wallpapers, and then um, we could also change the flooring, um, carpeting. Um so everything, everything just kind of fell together. They just fell in together. And then um, a client told me, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a certain building. Why don't you come and they can give you a contract? And so that's how my story for reinvention started. That's fascinating. And, and how, what has it, what is a big lesson you've learned during this crisis as you continue to reinvent yourself personally and reinvent DFA um, to help your clients also reinvent themselves and figure out how to navigate the new reality? For me, my biggest lesson from this crisis is there is no day like today. There is no, there's no tomorrow. There's no, there's no yesterday. Today is the day. So what you feel like you want to go out there and do, what you feel like you need to achieve for your own self, not most even for others, but for yourself. Because we cannot be better for others before we are better on our own selves. So every single day um, I have set goals. I have um, I have broken down my goals to mini daily goals and say, this week I'm going to aim to talk to five people or 10 people and find out their needs and see if I can be able to meet them. Um, it has also taught me to be very, very empathetic because um, people have different um, needs for what they're doing. So putting myself in their shoes and, and people will tell you, okay, I'm really going through, a, we are all going through a crisis, but how can we meet? How can we be able to benefit both of us because it's a symbiotic um, relationship? And also it has taught me that um, I should not take things personally that, you know, the game is the game. It's It's really just not personal, you know? Yeah, so those are my lessons, I think, that I have felt, I have learned for the year that I'm going to carry through the year. Deborah, that's really deep, especially the piece around don't take things personally. The game is a game that we're created to work. So we may as well work, whether we're working from home or in office spaces outside the home, we may as well work in spaces that really count. And I dare say that I think your business will grow a lot because People haven't spent this amount of time in their homes. And I know there are many Kenyans and many people all over the world who now after spending so much time in their homes, they're like, 
we really need to do something about this space. We really need to improve it. We need to make it more inspiring so that we can do our best work yet, even during a crisis. So I know that you're likely to go much farther, even with this area that you've grown into. And now if you're to imagine yourself an older version of Deborah, I would say an older, your next best self at 50, at 60, 70. What advice would you tell your older next best self? Oh, (laughs) okay. Um, I would tell myself to take things easy. Um, Sometimes the things that we overload ourselves are really not worth it. If you look at it three, four, six months down the line, you even wonder why it was really stressing you or why it was eating you up. And I would also tell myself to always stay grounded. Um, I should always have the things that I value. Um, I should always prioritize it, be it my health, um, my my family, my friends, uh, my relationship, my work. I should always stay grounded and remind, remind myself what really matters to me and what really gives me the drive um, every day because it's really the simple things. It's really the very, very simple things that really get make you wake up in the morning and get out to do what we do in the name of work. It is For me, it is sharing my creativity, um, sharing my skills um, and my team members, being able to empower them. And those things, um, they help me to stay grounded, to know that, Somebody else is also growing from the fact that I'm also growing. We're also growing with so many people that I can carry many people on my journey of growth. Deborah, I like what you said around don't overload yourself. I think many people during this crisis have overloaded themselves with things that they should not be worried about in terms of letting go and staying grounded. And so I look forward to meeting that older, next best self with the wisdom of your youthfulness during this time. Now, you know that I love to read and I know for you to keep your creativity, you probably are an avid reader or you listen to things that build you. And this last part of our podcast is very much around lessons learned from books and life wisdom. And so I read the book, The One Word, and I'll start by asking you, what's your one word for this year? Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you, Patricia. That was uh, that's so kind of you. Um, what is my one word for this year? I would say a new, keep it new. Um, go go into every situation with a new mindset. Don't go there with a pre mindset. So for me, it's a new, just a new. That's my word for this year. And how how have you tried to keep that across uh, every sphere of your life? How have you tried to stretch and embrace that mindset of keeping things new? Um, uh, I do like uh, when I wake up every morning, for instance, I have dedicated myself that every 30 minutes of my day, I do 15 minutes and I time it and I time it. I do 15 minutes of meditation where I seek silence. Um, I just seek to reconnect with myself, reconnect with my, um, what I want my output for the day, um, reconnect with my feelings and, um, you know, forgive myself and forgive others if maybe something didn't go okay the previous day. And then another thing would be 15 minutes of exercise. Um, I can either jog or I do some home exercises. This has helped me to remind myself that every day is a new day. Um, Every day the sun is rising. 15 minutes again, I have to stay in the sun. I have to soak in the sun. And then I can say, okay, now I am ready. You know, I'm ready for my day now. I think nothing can shake me. 
and uh, it's it's been really good because I could say you know that some days I would walk out and you would find a crisis like a true crisis uh, maybe something hasn't been delivered somewhere and that kind of grounding the way in the morning I wake up with that fresh mindset it always allows me to meet it in a fresh way I don't go meeting it with pressure and you know carrying things from yesterday and saying oh eh, no 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 we wake up with a new mindset and like okay so it wasn't delivered how can we approach this calmly and everything gets sorted out and everybody is happy at the end of the day it's fascinating as you talked about how you've kept your word front and center that in a sense you've echoed what uh, robin sharma says in the 5am club around how you use your first hour of the day um are you familiar with what he talks about in terms of using your first hour of the day to meditate to reflect to exercise Yes, I'm. I'm actually very, very. I'm a, like you said. To be a creative, you have to read. Then you read to learn. You you read to learn. You read to understand, and you read to grow. So, Robin Sharma, I'm a very big fan. Uh, a fan, and I actually reread um, the Five AM Club, and I said, you know what? Um, since the crisis is slowing down everything, why don't I really dedicate and see what good this can do for me? And I can attest that my moods are definitely much better. I'm feeling way lighter. I don't have to, you know, my, I'm not really bricked by by or bogged down by thoughts and and you know, um, daily life um, or you know goals or what I have need to do. I just feel like I'm a very balanced person overall going out every day. You know, when you say that as a creative, it's so important to fill your cup. It's really important to actually fill your cup knowingly. And and one's mood has a very big effect on creativity. And so when it comes to originality, how do you keep yourself original? How do you keep your thoughts original, especially during this crisis? How have you done that to break through? I can say for originality, especially during this crisis, I have uh, definitely um, through virtual networks, um, like WhatsApp groups and f- through maybe social networks. I have joined um, different um, creative focus groups just to see how others are thinking. And it's actually just amazing. Sometimes it doesn't even have to be creative with um, what I'm doing. Um, For example, as I am a mother, I I go into a mother's group and you learn so many things every day. People are going through some very interesting things and there can be some jokes. Humor is always good for the soul. So you always find yourself resetting and being like, hmm, okay, so this is what people are uh, going through out here. And um, this would mean this for me. This is how, this is my take out of it. So that way I choose to like what I like and associate with what I like so much and drive my energy towards that. And then through that energy, I find myself always coming up with um, new things and new ideas. Deborah, I know that um, you mentor people and you've been mentored. How have you kept your support network going strong during this crisis, even as you reinvent yourself? For mentorship and for my networks, um, it's been very interesting. I could even write a book about it. It is all about intentionality. I have found that it being very, very intentional um, with, okay, how is my mentee doing? And having the weekly calls, we schedule them every week um, because we may not be able to meet, of course, because of the pandemic. But that having that weekly call with somebody and being able to share a problem shared is a problem solved. And you would find that, oh, 
you can be able to um, give opinions and advice. You can also you are also being advised and being given an opinion, and you find a way to solve a problem, and that week is definitely much much better. So it's more about intentionality and wanting to be connected to others and finding that way of connecting with others. So it's been really really amazing. My mentors have. Um, guided me and uh, shown me ways to work, same as my mentees. I've also shown them the same. So it's just a gift that keeps on giving. Oh, that's such a beautiful way of putting it. But mentorship and the support network is really a circle, a gift that keeps giving, which means you have to have what you just said, a coachable spirit to be open to learning, to be vulnerable, to lift others as you rise and to allow others to also lift you. So if you were to give advice to someone who has just started off an agency just like yours or a creative who's thinking of starting to solve a problem during a crisis such as this, what's that one piece of advice you would give them? Um, my one piece of advice would be to uh, not, don't, don't just get your ducks in a row. Uh, I, mean, I don't know if I'm starting this advice from the wrong side, but don't get your ducks in a row. Um, make sure that you sell your skills, make sure that you outshine your skills and make sure that you partner with people who are strong in the places that you are not. If you're a good designer, find yourself a good uh, marketer. If you're a good uh, marketer, find yourself a good technical team that will help you achieve um, all the goals that you need to achieve when you go out to look for business and when you're going out for growth. Thank you so much, Deborah, because I think many people want to be everything to everybody. Many people don't want to operate in their space of gifting. So they try and copy other people's models without necessarily being authentic and genuine in the way they introduce a business. Many people don't want to recognize that they have weaknesses. And in fact, the power of diversity to allow someone else to fill up the space that you don't have competencies in is really a winning combination. So I appreciate you for bringing together these entire ideas on how you have broken through the crisis and how you continue to be your next best self. I hope Deborah Faustine Agency will continue to grow beyond the, the realms of this country into East Africa and Africa, and that in different ways you will continue to reinvent yourself during and beyond this crisis. Thank you so much, Patricia. Those are kind words and I am receiving all that as a blessing and I'm going and I'm going to run with it. You are so welcome. And even the fact that you started this business when you're youthful and young means you have a lot of energy to reinvent yourself in multiple ways and continue becoming your next best self. I look forward to us launching this particular episode. We will share your details so that people who are looking to reinvent their interiors, rethinking their communications and marketing, and their whole idea of how they're connecting with their customers can get in touch with you and your team at DFA to reinvent their businesses and their spaces. I wish you the very best, Deborah Faustine. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. I am also a very avid fan. I cannot wait. <laughs> I'm glad. You know, there's something about listening to an authentic story. And I think it's very special when you listen to your own story and you realize, you mean, that's how far I've come and that's how far I'm going to go. And I'm grateful for every step that I've taken so far. So all the best in becoming your next best self. 
and we look forward to DFA continuing to grow. Thank you. Thank you. You're most welcome. <laughs>